you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning. Don't I look better? You you shouldn't have answered that. Well, we want to welcome you to Compassion. So glad to have you in the house of the Lord as we continue our sermons on heroes and villains. How many know that many times it's not just heroes and villains that wear masks? Amen. There are many of you sitting in this audience today that you're wearing a mask. We don't know what's behind it. We don't know what's going on. But many times it's not just a hero or a villain that has on a mask. That we as heroes sometimes even wear masks because it's hiding pains, hurts, sorrows, sins inside of our lives. Today, I'm going to talk to you about heroes and villains. I guess if I could put a a subtitle to my sermon today, my subtitle today would be this. Do you know you're a villain? Do you know you're a villain? I'm going to take this off. It's all right with you. Oh, now I look better, don't I? It's okay. I didn't hear what they said. Shut up. There's a misunderstanding that when I talk, it is a rhetorical question. Y'all don't have to answer. I'm not trying to get you to answer. Just keep it to yourself. I was listening to a football player recently from Alabama. No. No. Whoever that was, just no. No, I'm going through enough pain today. (laughs) What I've already lost. And listen, I just want to tell you, our phone started ringing off the hook yesterday. (laughs) I I, I think y'all need to understand something. Me, I take it okay. A loss is a loss. It's just part of life. You who keep texting my wife, y'all have lost your ever-loving mind. Because I am telling you, you will wake up in the middle of the night with her in your house standing over you and you will regret it. So I just, just want to throw that out today for you who want to come along and go, how about those Texas players? Be warned. If she jumps on you, I am not taking her off. Your fault, not mine. I handle it pretty good. She don't do well at all. Will Anderson, a player for the Alabama football team. There we go. See, you didn't even know his name. If you don't know his name, you're not an Alabama fan. He wants it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want you to answer. What is the deal with y'all answering? It is a rhetorical question. Stop answering. 
Someone asked one time, said, you know, you're such a good guy, but when you get on the field, you play so mad. You're angry when you play. Why is that? Here was his answer. He said, well, to be honest with you, the audacity of that other team thinking they can come and play on my field makes me mad. I thought, that's, that's pretty good. Shut up about roll tight. Just to let you Alabama fans know, we all hate y'all. We do. Y'all win everything. We're tired of you Alabama fans. No, they lost. <laughs> so here's the thing. I love what he said. If we would ever have that same feeling about the villains in our life, how dare you have the audacity to stand up to face to face with me when I've got the power of the most high God in my life? Have you lost your mind? If we would ever do that as believers and stop being so afraid of the devil and stop letting our villains put us on the run and start realizing for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If we would ever do that, oh, what we could do. But see, here's the problem. The reason why many times villains have such power over us is because of the villains we have in our own lives. I want to read a passage to you today. It's out of Judges chapter 16, starting with verse 1. A story that probably most of you have heard. You don't even have to be in the church to hear this story. It's about a man by the name of Samson and a woman by the name of Delilah who caused him all kinds of problems. But can I tell you something? The greatest problems with Samson was not Delilah, but Samson himself. You want, you want, let me prove it to you. Look at verse 1. One day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. Enough said. That's how it starts out. Samson already has some problems in his life. One day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. He went to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night saying, at dawn, we'll kill him. But Samson lay there until the middle of the night that he got up, shook hold, took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. He's just showing off. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sherek, whose name was Delilah. The ruler of the Philistines went to her and said, See, if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how, he, how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. 
So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Men, this is how some of you are with women. Listen to this. Samson answered her. If anyone ties me with seven fresh bow strings that or bow strings that have been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bow strings that had been dried. She tied them up with them, with men hidden in the room. She called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the bowstrings as easily as a piece of string snaps when it's close to a fire. Then the secret of his strength was not discovered. Now listen to this. This really gets me laughing. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now. Tell me how you can be tied. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word that we're about to receive. I pray, Lord, that every heart and every mind to be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this service the same way that they came. But let them be blessed by your presence and by your word. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen and amen. Number one, I want you to write this down. Heroes recognize the villain on the inside as much as the villain on the outside. Many times your greatest enemy is not the devil out there, but the devil that lives in here. Samson had a couple of problems with his life. One of those seemed to be, well, women. Samson had lost his first wife because he had come up with a riddle one day. No one could have known the riddle because he made it up. He one day killed a lion who tried to attack him. A little while later, he came back by where that line was. That line is dead. His skeleton's there. But this time, there's a, a, a beehive inside with some honey. He goes and takes the honey and eats it, and he comes with a riddle. Out of the eater comes something sweet. No way anybody could have known that riddle. But yet, the woman at that time that was in his life, what ends up happening was, they come to her, the Philistines, and say, if you don't find out this riddle, we're going to kill you and your dad and burn down your house. So she comes to him and says, hey, what did you do? And she keeps pestering and pestering and pestering and pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. And guess what Samson does? He tells her. And guess what ends up happening? They come. They tell him, hey, we figured out the riddle. What they said is we'll give you 30 things of clothes and da-da-da. And what happens is they come and tell him, Samson becomes enraged because he knows what's happened. He knows his, the woman that he loves is gone and told the, the riddle. So he goes out and finds 30 men and pretty much beats them up and takes their clothes and brings it back and gives it to the people that solved the riddle. Woman problem. We find him here with Delilah, prostitute. The Bible says that he comes into town, sees one, likes her. Again, woman problem. 
But see, he's got more than that. He's got an anger problem. He's got a pride problem. He's got a revenge problem. You know what happened to the people? What happened is when they found out what happened with the, the story, they came back and actually killed the woman and her dad who helped solve the riddle. Well, you know what he did. He took some foxes and let them loose. Every time something happens, he takes it upon himself to avenge himself. He's got these villains inside that are causing his problem. Listen, can I tell you something? Just because you're a hero don't mean you don't have villain ways inside of you. We're not all perfect except for me. We're not all perfect. We all got issues that make mistakes. He had some issues. Yes, he had a supernatural strength that came from God. It was God-ordained. It was God-given. It was God-supplied. And in essence, God just gave him one little thing. This is, this is how you keep your strength. Don't shave your head. And it said in the Bible, because you won't look as good as John Leggett. So what ends up happening is, is we first see him here and he's struggling with this and he, he, he comes to her and he in essence says, hey, what is the essence of your strength? And he lies. You know why he lies? Because he knows what she's up to. She knows what she's doing. But yet he always seems to give in. Just like the first lady, she pestered and she pestered and she pressed and she pressed. Now Delilah's going to do the same. She pestered and she pestered and she pressed and she pressed and he can't help himself. He always gives in to the woman. All of us have a villain inside of us that we've got to overcome. It tells us as we read in Romans chapter 7 verse 21. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Anybody ever felt that way? You know the right thing to do, you just keep doing the wrong thing. You know what is wrong, but you keep doing it. Paul said, I'm struggling with the same thing, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. I love what he says. Paul just calls it like it is. He knows what he's, he said, what a wretched man I am. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivered me through Christ Jesus our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. In other words, Paul says, I want to do right. I love God. I love Jesus. I want to do the right thing. But there's something inside of me that is fighting me. Paul said it this way. Paul said the things I ought to do, I don't do. And the things I should do, I don't. We struggle many times in our life with those villains. Pride, lust, anger, jealousy, greed. Whatever it is, we all have something in our life, a villain that is there, and we've got to learn what the villain is. Number two, I want you to write this down. Heroes need to know that their villains on the inside can open doors to the villains on the outside. Listen, the villain that you're struggling with on the inside, guess what? He ain't just going to stay on the inside. 
Judges 14, 7, he says, Now she had wept on him for seven days while the feast lasted. And it happened on the seventh day that he told her because she pressed him so much. Then she explained, then he explained the riddle to the sons of her people. Judges 16, 16 says, And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. See, eventually what you're struggling with on the inside, the villains on the outside will start bringing out. He struggled with women. He struggled with pride. And because of that, when the villain, who is uh, Delilah or the other woman came, that villain on the outside recognized the villain on his inside and started drawing it out, amen. That's why it is so important that you be careful who you hang around with. Spirits are drawn to spirits. I just, uh, you know, everybody in the church just has such confidence in me. Every time there's a problem, there's a gripe with the church, they just come to me to tell me about the problem in the church because they trust me. No, they don't. They know your complaining spirit on the inside of you drew the complaining spirit on the inside of them and your two little villains got together and sit around and complained about life. True. Like spirits will always find like spirits. The villain inside of you, that is why it is so important that you as a believer realize that. Genesis chapter four, verse six says this. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door and it desires to have you. But... You must rule over it. For you who always say, well, the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do nothing. The little villain inside of you keeps finding a way to get out of you. But you've got to learn to overcome it. You've got to learn to say, not this time. You've got to say, I'm going to conquer this once and for all. I'm going to stop letting my pride, my anger, I'm going to stop letting my lust, I'm going to stop letting all of that that seems to just pour out of me, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to grab a hold of it and I'm going to say, not this time, not by the power of God in my life. What is your villain? Maybe I should just go around the room and have you bring it out because all of you know what it is. I hope you do. If you don't know what it is, then you're probably a narcissist. Well, I don't have a problem. I like when people say they're just black and white. You ever met that person? I'm just black and white. You're opinionated. I'm just black and white. No, you're know-it-all. I'm just black and white. No, it's your way or no way. Amen? It's not that I think I'm always right. I just think everybody else is always wrong. That we have to learn that there's a villain inside of us. Why do we have to learn that? Number three, listen to this. Heroes need to know their villain's pattern. Heroes need to know their villain's pattern. First, it says that in Judges chapter 16, verse 6, that Delilah came to Samson and said, hey, what's the secret of your strength? Now, he recognizes maybe something's not quite right. So what does he do? He said, if you take uh, 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 seven fresh boastings and tie me up, that's it. So she does it. 
And then what does she do? All of a sudden, here comes the Philistines to attack them. May, boy, how happenstance happens. So the next day, she gets mad. She said, you made a fool of me. You lied to me. So now tell me the, your strength. This time he says, take two robes, bind me up, brand new robes, and I'm just like any other man. Up, oh, Samson, here comes the Philistines. Oh, <laughs> happenstance. And again, he breaks the rope. Finally, the third time she says to him, if you'll take, you know, he says, if you'll take seven braids and wave it in, da, 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 he said, I'm as weak as any other man. And again, Philistines, I'm sorry, have you realized something's not quite right yet? Finally, she gets upset and she gets mad. You better tell me the truth. If you love me, you tell me the truth. If you love me, you won't keep playing games with me. Why did he say, if you love me, stop trying to kill me? Man, don't laugh because some of y'all so y'all do this all the time. You get with some woman, she messes your life up, tears it all apart. She breaks up with you. Ten weeks later, oh, I love you so much. You're the greatest thing in the world. You're like, oh, I'm coming back, honey. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Women, what you laughing about? <laughs> don't. How many times can that man break your heart? How many times can that man cheat on you? How many times? How many? How many? How many? How, how many? He's going to be better this time. No, he's not. If you had hit him over the head with a frying pan, that's probably the only way you're going to make him better. Pop him upside the head with a frying pan. Maybe that'll knock some sense in him. Pastor, what are you talking about? The devil has a pattern in your life. He will find what you struggle with. He'll know what your weakness is. And if you'll watch for the pattern, you can overcome the power of the enemy in your life. James 4, 7 says it this way. Submit yourselves into God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. I love how he said that. Uh, James just didn't hold it back. Sinners, he didn't try to make it politically correct. He didn't try to make it make you feel good. I heard someone say the other day, we're not going to call homeless homeless anymore. What do we call them? I know that's bad, but I'm thinking, what if we become so politically correct, after a while we're going to kill ourselves. James said, you're a sinner. I don't know what else to tell you. You're a sinner. You're a non-compliant Christian. You're no longer conforming to the ways of the Lord, but you're still a good person. James goes, shut your mouth, you sinner. Sometimes you need the truth, amen. Then he goes on, purify your hearts, and then he goes on and say, you double-minded guy. Very easily, how do I resist the devil? How do I overcome the patterns of the enemy in my life? You know how you do it? Submit to God. Be obedient. At the end of the day, I don't listen, all the self-help books in the world ain't going to help you. All the eight, 12-step programs aren't going to help you. Until you come to a realization that it's about submitting yourself to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and saying, God, I will do what you said because you're my God and my Savior. I know that doesn't sound great, but that's just the way it is. 
He said, if you'll submit to God, resist the devil. How many know sometimes you're going to have to fight the devil? Amen. You're going to have to fight the devil. I love this. It goes on to say, then the villain must flee. How many sometimes resist the devil? Sometimes you're going to have to get away from the enemy. Remember Joseph? Anybody remember the story of Joseph? Potiphar's wife come up and say, hey, Joseph, looking good. You've been working out, Joseph, with the oxen getting stronger. I like Joe. Do you know what happened to Joseph? Joseph didn't try to wait. He didn't try to say, whoa, come on, you married lady. No, 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 I'm, I'm just not into you. Hey, you know what Joseph did? He ran. He's like, I know what it's like. I'm having to run all the time like I'm married. I understand the face looks good, but the heart is pure. Do y'all ever get tired of me? I like Nathan. He goes, no, I don't. I like you. My wife's like, yes, we do. I'm hanging around you from now on. He said, you submit to God. What does that mean, submit? Be obedient to what God's word says. I just don't understand why, why I keep getting in this trouble. I don't understand why I keep getting wrecks. You keep drinking and driving. I don't understand why I keep getting the diseases. You want me to tell you why? I can, I can do a diagram. I don't think you want that. I, I just don't understand what keeps happening to all my money. You keep going to the casino. Come near to God. Let me go and get, make it nice now. He says, come near to God, wash your hands and purify your hearts. Here's my last one. Write this down. Heroes need to trust their instincts about their villains. Heroes need to trust their instincts about their villains. I watched a show a while back and they were talking about women. If you ever feel uncomfortable in a situation, just trust your instinct. If you're wrong, you'd rather be embarrassed than be dead. If something don't feel right, It's like the horror movies. You know, it's Halloween now, almost here. Have y'all seen that Geico commercial where they're running from the scary guy? And there's a running car, and they're like, one girl goes, why don't we just get in the car and leave? Are you crazy? Why don't we go in the barn with the chainsaws? Okay. And the funniest thing is the killer, he's in there with a mask on, they walk, and he's like, You make it too easy. If it feels wrong, it is wrong. If you feel the devil's up to something, he's probably up to something. Do you know how you overcome the villains in your life? Trust your discernment. God has given you discernment to know. 1 John 4, 1 says this, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into this world. 
This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Let me say this to you. Not only does it acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God, came to this earth, died on a cross for you and me, but every word he said is honest. Let me tell you what's happening in America right now. Well, what Jesus said applied then, it doesn't apply now. Why? Well, that was for that time period, not this time period. Lie. He's the saying yesterday, today, and forever. Some of you have villains inside, and Samson had been protected by God until the moment he revealed his secret of his strength. When he did, it got him in trouble. All of us have villains inside we've got to overcome it. I told this story at our fusion this week. Me and my wife were in New York City last week. While we were there, we got off the subway. We were going up the staircase to get back on the street. About that time, as we were, a homeless man came up to us, and he was, all I heard was him mumbling. He was was right there at me and Laurie, and I just kind of got my arm, and I was trying to get Laurie this way and trying to get her. I'm just not listening. Later on, we got back home. My wife told me, she said, I'm proud of you. I know I'm a good kisser, baby, but is it? And I'm like, what do you mean you're proud of me? She said, well, that well, that homeless man said to you, you just took it with stride and just kept going. And I said, honey, what did the homeless man say to me? She said, John, he said if you don't get out of his space, he's going to kick your butt. And he said it a few times, I guess, from what she said. I never heard him. And she said, I was so proud of you because Laurie knows the old me. And the old me would have been like, it is on like Donkey Kong. I mean, I'm, I, I'm serious. I'd have been like, you, mm. especially my wife standing there, I probably would have felt threatened for her. And I probably would have, I'm not, I'm just being honest. I probably would have gone, I at least would have probably said something like, you better back off, buddy. I didn't hear him. Didn't hear a word. I just kept, blah, 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 blah. now I think that was God. I think God was protecting me and protecting my wife and cause and now my age, who knows? He, he, may, he may have whooped up on me, I don't know. I may have been taking a nap that day. And I and I afterwards I thought, thank you, God, for doing that. Then later on I thought, I'm sorry, God, that you had to do that. Because you were concerned about the villain inside of me responding to the villain on the outside of me. What was more important should have been the good in the hero inside of me would have responded in the right way saying, man, hey, I love you, buddy. I'm not getting in a fight with you. I'm not going to do that. But God had to intervene because he was afraid of my villain connecting to his villain. I'll tell you that story because I want you to understand all of us have a villain that we've got to overcome. God still loves you. And let me say this, God will even still use you with your villains. But eventually your villains become weights that will weigh you down. 
If I'm going to preach the gospel, then my life has to back up what I preach. If, I, if I'm going to be a praise and worship leader or a praise and worship singer or on the band, then my life must reflect a life of praise. I can't come and sing on the stage and then go out there and cuss everybody out. The Bible says blessings and curses can't come out of the same mouth. What's the villain inside of you that is drawing the villains outside of you? Let me say this to you. There are villains in your life that will cause you havoc until you learn to master them and overcome them. But I am telling you, you are more than an overcomer. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There ain't no power too strong God can't overcome. There ain't no sin too big that God can't bring you out of. And there ain't no villain in your life right now that I'm telling you God can't free you and liberate you from if you'll put your faith and your trust in him. Stand with me. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. No one's looking around. I want to ask you to be honest today. If you're struggling with a villain in your life and you need to overcome that villain, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes. Lord, I pray for every person that's got their hand raised. And whatever the villain is, whatever they're struggling with, I pray today that, God, you would help them to overcome. Let them find liberty and freedom. And, Lord, I speak over them right now. I speak over them right now. Freedom for that villain, that sin, that addiction, whatever's holding them back. Free them right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. That villain will have no more power over them anymore in their life. They are free. If you're here today and you're struggling with a villain on the outside, someone's coming against you, the devil is bringing everything in the world against you, and you're tired of fighting that enemy, I want you to raise your hand right now. Lord, I pray for that enemy that they're facing right there, that villain. Maybe it's at the job. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's family. Lord, I don't know what the devil is. I don't know what the enemy is. I don't know who's coming against him. But, Lord, I speak to that villain right now. You have no more authority or power over them anymore. Loose them and let them go. God, protect them from that villain today. Keep them safe, I proclaim. One last question. If you're here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I don't know where I'm going, heaven or hell. But I don't want to leave this service without that knowledge. All you got to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and love. Believe that he is the son of the living God, died on the cross for you. And confess him, Lord, even life, he shall be saved. If you're here today and you're allowed to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. I've got five. I've seen Praise you, Lord. I want all of you, not just the five, but all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. It's five new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. 
If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Thank you.